Hey everybody, it's the Cannon Cruisers. I'm JD. And I'm Randy looking at his phone. And we're about to talk to you... About, about the... 1984 classic film, film... Classic action, action film, film directed by... Joseph Zito starring Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris. Jinx, you, you owe me a beer. beer. First. Missing in action. action. The oh. sequel to the prequel. Yes, that's a story for later on. But for now, we'll talk to you about the original movie released in 1984. Chuck so, Norris' debut performance with Canon Films. So we, what we watched today was a very serious drama that dealt with the repercussions of the, the of Vietnam War. And it stars Chuck Norris as Colonel Braddock, Braddock, a former prisoner of war suffering from severe post-traumatic stress disorder. And his return to Vietnam to uh, confront... His abusers and captives. And confront them, he does. And also he goes out and kills a bunch of them and saves more POWs, and that's the story. Oh, is it ever the story? Yeah, it's like, in all seriousness, this movie is very much about what I said it is, but it's also an action film. Oh, it's an a- it's good. It's it's very action-packed. It's very thrilling. It's very, uh, very a- well-acted, very well-directed. It's um... off, off mic, I commented that Chuck Norris is the thinking man's uh, action star. Because he has a slight modicum of acting ability. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as much as Charles Bronson, but he does have that modicum of acting ability. It's the charisma of the man that is basically a force of nature. There's a reason he's a... There's so many Chuck Norris jokes, let's put it that way. So let's go straight into impressions, Randy. What do you think about Missing in Action? That was okay. I thought it was amazing. Okay. I'm not, I'm not blown away by it. I can see, like, it's very much what it was going for, and it's like, I can see where this is a good build-up for his career. Oh, yeah. It's not the it's not the over-the-top action that eventually his stuff would get to be. But it was a very strong movie. It was a very serious movie. It wasn't what I was expecting. Very serious. A lot of good action sequences. There's a few action movies, especially from canon, that I think are as strong as this one is. And it's one of the few movies that didn't look... We watch a lot of canon yeah, movies. Yeah, we do. We I I sometimes think we watch too much canon movies. Well, we do actually. This is one of the ones where I watched it and I wasn't my back. Of my brain wasn't kept going. Man, the budget on this movie looks really low. No, it felt very much of a movie uh, from a normal studio at this time. Yeah, it, they they every every cent they had they poured into this movie that they it worked for what it is. It's, it's like I said, I, I I did like the movie. It's okay. Uh, budget wise though, because I'm gonna be that person today. It was a 1.5 million dollar budget for this mm-hmm. film in 1984 and, money. In 1984 money. Mm-hmm. Which is fairly low for a canon film, still, but mm-hmm. it didn't look it. It didn't. It didn't have the issue I have with some of the other movies that look like they're made for TV movies. Which is a strange way, considering the way this movie was produced. This was produced basically as a two-parter movie uh, by Canon Films, starring Chuck Norris's Colonel James Braddock. As he, the first film, he's in Vietnam. He escapes from Vietnam, and the sequel, he returns and saves those uh, he left behind. What ended up happening was the sequel was so much better than the original. It tested better. It was and that's, looked better. And that's why I've called this one the mm-hmm. sequel to the prequel. It is basically the sequel to the prequel. The reason that's the reason the sequel, Missing in Action Two, has a the subtitle beginning. beginning because it is the beginning. It's the first movie. I I, I always love that that really dumb cliche of like mm-hmm. movie title two, the beginning. Movie title two, yes. the revengeing. Revenge. Yes, this this one falls very much in line with that. However, 
I think they were smart to release this one first because it really pulls you in. Yeah, it's like I said, it's like very much off the bat. It's almost this taut political thriller until it, it's not. <laughs> until he starts killing people. Oh, man. It's like like funny. I'm, I'm, I'm not laughing because it's like, oh, no, he's killing people. It's just like, no, it's like I he, here's a hurt man. Here's a man who's just suffering from being a prisoner for seven years, had escaped, left his men behind. And now he has the and, chance and to now, get and, back. And, and, and his going back to Vietnam to mm-hmm. testify on his behalf about the fact that there's prison camps that they're denying. Mm-hmm. And, he finds... and, and they're painting him as a, as a criminal. Yes. And he works his way uh, through Vietnam to find his... Well, find what he lost, basically. Yeah. his men. And he finds them. And boy, does he uh, blow stuff up real well. <laughs> so what did you think for highlights, Randy? What, what, what were your highlights of this film? There's no... Well, actually, yeah. There's like... I, I, fi- I find that I would say this a lot, but I like near the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. After that moment where it takes a step back from being this political thriller, he ninjas his way across yes. like a, a hotel into the room of the the opposing colonel from Vietnam. He stealths his way across. I'm ninjaing as a verb here. Mm-hmm. And it's just the way that's shot, the lighting at night, the... Very millennial of you. <laughs> everything that's mm-hmm. very much... like the, every, the framing of it was very well done. Yes, it's sir. like... The other action is kind of like boilerplate, like this, okay, yeah, it's like, oh, he's shooting a gun without looking over. This looked, this looked cool. Mm-hmm. It was very good stealth action. Yeah. It was, considering we watched so many ninja movies so far, there was times where we were almost like, wait a second, are we watching a ninja movie again? No, you were like that, but I was like, no, I think they reused a set from the first ninja movie. Enter the ninja. Yeah. My highlight is, um everything i <laughs> sorry but i really like this movie if i had to pick one scene it would probably be the uh the scene where he raids the camp while explosions are going off and distracting the guards and he he frees people who are not his prisoners of war but other prisoners of war yeah rebels rebels he frees rebels of the uh rebelling against it the just really nails into in in the type of uh, guy james braddock is that he's he is a good guy, and he's doing this not just for his own reasons, but to save people. It was a, it was a nice touch. I really like that part, which uh, would roll us into lowlights. You probably have a better time of this than I would. Um, I found a little bit of pacing. It's like you, you'll you're against this with me, but it's like, I found mm-hmm. it a little bit slow. Mm-hmm. Might have just been that we've seen a lot of action movies recently, but it just doesn't feel like it's there's the action mm-hmm. movie is there, but it's, as I said, it's boilerplate action. It's like oh hey, here's a car chase with not a lot of going on like not complicated choreography mm-hmm. nothing oh he blew up a bunch of things okay it looks kind of cool but it's not overly complicated yeah, um, not i was rooting more i was i was really rooting more a lot of times just for the story as opposed to the actual action in the film mm-hmm. it's yeah the pacing and the action is not as is not what i was expecting it's like i said this movie was more serious than i was expecting it's uh so, it's so i guess the low light would have to be movie. pacing in some of the action it wasn't just as as much as what i was thought it was going to be yeah. uh i have a harder time with Low lights because, as I said, I really, really like this movie. Yeah, he has a bias because he's seen this movie before, owns this movie, loves this movie. Well, yeah, but uh, I can still look at it uh, objectively. Like I said, uh, I agree with you that some of the action sequences are a little, uh, could be a little, could have been more involved, I think is the word. Yes, but would you, if I had been seeing this without having seen a bunch of other action movies recently, Mm -hmm. do you think my mind would be different? Would you think I'd be like more blown away by it? I think you probably uh, wouldn't be looking for a lot of the stuff you're looking for because we've seen so many of these. And but darn it, my other low point. What? 
In joke, there was no Lucinda Dickey. Lucinda Dickey. Oh. Spoiler alert, Randy's apparently the fan of the Lucinda Dickey fan club now. <laughs> he keeps looking no, at her. No, no, I just, it's, it's, it's a really weird run where Lucinda Dickey has, keeps popping up and I'm like, what mm-hmm. else has she done? <laughs> Since we're talking about missing in action and basically Chuck Norris's big debut uh, as a score... Man, a few words, but he did he did say something with his actions, but also say something with by his actual act. Chuck Norris actually did some acting. Yes, he's a real force of nature in this movie, and and I might get a bit of blowback for this, but my score for this film is a five out of five. I uh, I, don't, I like this movie too much, everything about it, and I can't pretend to be unbiased. I just like it that much. I have to give it a five. Sorry. For anybody <laughs> playing the canon drinking game, get your shots ready. I give it a three. <laughs> What a surprise, and he gives it a three. Uh, I, it's an enjoyable film. Uh, like yeah. I said, I liked it. It's just, like I said, it's not... Mm-hmm. It doesn't do anything for me. That's the way you it, feel. It's, like, it's, feel. It's, it's, it's a fun movie, but it wasn't as fun as I was expecting. It, 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 like I said, it's there's a certain expectation I was having for for this one here. It's like, oh, it's like one of the first real action movies from the canon one that's not just a ninja movie. It's like, okay, and, but it was just like, okay, no. Okay, this is a good, fine movie. I like it. Mm-hmm. But it's I, I see too much of the cliches that come out of it that I don't know if they were as cliched then. They were, because it was 1984. But, but also, as I've had seen the movie before, but as it's happened several times... Is we, it a, a better action movie that we've seen? Like, of a full, proper action movie that we've seen so far? Yes! Probably. This yeah. is probably the best proper action movie I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. From all the stuff we watched. The thing is, uh, as I, I've seen the movie before, but I liked it before. But I've every time I, I watch the movie over again, I like it more. Technically, that's why it, I'm giving it a. Technically, a five. it's a better movie. It's like I said, it's it's a, all the technical aspects of the movie is great. Yes, it's I, just like I said, I just found I didn't I find it, it. This part uh, in canon, I think about late '84 is when they started to really get it. I think. Through 84 through about 86 before they started really messing with the budgets I think they really hit a groove here and this is where I think it starts with uh, missing in action because it's not the type of film they were doing before this and as I said I I don't really know how to say it any better than this but I really like this movie a lot and for that I have to give it uh, the best score I've given a, a film so far without question and with that we have one more film left for you for the season and it's, it's a humdinger. Yes. But before we tell you, just a reminder, like, the season actually was going to be a little bit longer, but there's a bunch of episodes that we couldn't mm-hmm. make because we couldn't find, get our hands on the things. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance that we will come back if we can find them and we'll do them again. But at the same time, mm-hmm. we both looked at the ones we missed and went, oh, you know, maybe, yeah, these yeah. would have been different tastes to what we've watched so far. I don't think it would But we, we, I don't difference. think we're missing much in the oeuvre of... Uh, I don't think it would have been that interesting to talk about the stuff we missed, more or less. Uh, but but, but leaving yeah. that, but it's like, this is also where some of your bias comes in me. It's like, I kind of like some of the movies, the types of movies that we missed. Like, there's some of them are some serious dramedies. I not some... watching them and talking about them. I'm just saying, I don't think for the podcast it would have been that interesting to talk about them on here. Yeah, but it's it doesn't, we're, mm-hmm. it's like we try, we're trying to give it as comprehensive of a look at mm-hmm. canon. Yeah. It's just that with like we, it's, it's been hard to do so because I think these movies are the ones that are they're more are forgotten are, are best left forgotten. I think canon only really started to come in with uh, as we said. Uh, I think I mentioned on past podcasts with um, the original Enter the Ninja, which is the first movie that really gave them any notice. A lot of their early movies that we talked about are not really well known outside of fans and niche cult favorites. 
were any of the ones we talked about other than the ninja movies really ever popular i don't think they were maybe Raken. Raken is a cult favorite it is that one was successful but i mean they don't really have and and our big humdinger season finale oh that's true that's true. um or sorry this is actually the proper season finale because what we're doing is our next big film we're watching is Oh, Lucinda Dickey, my heart. We're watching Breaking Break 2, Electric, Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. And <laughs> and then after that, the actual season finale, which which we're going to be doing a season wrap-up, and we're going mm-hmm. to be coming back and talking about all the films that we have seen the in the context of what we had just watched. And, and see uh, what are, how our, our opinions have changed. Maybe we're going to like sit on them, think about them a little bit, and see if anything's changed, if anything's like, the same. It, it's, like, it's like we may just end the season with Electric Boogaloo, and then we may come back like we're gonna we are doing a break, but the mm-hmm. the, the wrap up of might come in the middle of that break just so that we have time to maybe rewatch a movie mm-hmm. on our own time and just decide what we thought. Yep, and that's gonna be it for or you watch a movie one. with a riff tracks oh. on it. Yeah, and that's gonna be our season one. So uh, if you're watching this anywhere, be sure to listening to it. Give yeah. us some comments and see how you like the season and see what we can do better or what we did great on this season. And, uh, and we'll don't forget that if you're using the SoundCloud app or you're using the SoundCloud website, to listen to this, you can comment at directly at the point on stuff we are saying. And with that, uh, that should be it for this episode. Yep, we are the Cannon Cruisers. That's JD. I'm, I'm Randy. He's Randy. Keep cruising that Cannon catalog. I'm waving goodbye. And we'll see you next time, folks. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>